Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs of Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with Evil Genius. Evil Genius, uh, back from CTB hiatus. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're doing good. Cavs win tonight, one twenty one eight one eighteen. Third in a row. Third in a row. Uh, it was an adventure, especially down the stretch. It was kind of funny. Um, so I went with my wife and my kids to the game tonight, and oh, how was that? It was great. Uh, they really do a nice job. Um, super family atmosphere. They've always got something going on on the court. You know, you're never bored. Um, there's no really like super downtime. They're always running something on the Jumbotron or nice. they've got like three different dance teams now. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, they did a. They did have kind of a lame promotion tonight, I will say. It was mystery t-shirt night. So you could buy one of three different mystery t-shirts for uh, $20. (laughs) And I'm like, well, why would I... What was mysterious about them? Well, they were one of three different t-shirts and you didn't know which one you were getting. Oh, I see. But it's like, why would I... You don't know what size you're getting either? So you could get just stuck with like a small... No, I I think you you did get the size. (laughs) So it was... I mean... They don't have to do a promo, obviously. It just seemed a little a little silly <laughs> the way it was done. So Was um, one of them a Jordan Clarkson goodbye captain t shirt? I don't know. Um I don't know what the three t shirts actually were. Now I gotta look. Yeah, no, it um, couldn't have been because even the announcers didn't know he was traded. Or, yeah, or if I didn't... they did if they did, they, they they weren't maybe allowed to say so yet because it wasn't finalized or I don't know, but yeah, I think it the news broke. The news broke about twenty yeah. minutes in the game from Woj. So yeah, so let me see what. Nah, it's not saying. I'm not gonna look into it. Yeah, so yeah, it's so fun. that was super weird for me. Twenty minutes before the game, I'm like, oh, Jordan Clarkson. Not even twenty minutes because you didn't get the uh, live thread up until just a few minutes before the game, and then yeah. So I posted a couple things, and then somebody said, like, literally as they were tipping off, no Jordan Clarkson been traded for Dante Exum, and I was like, oh. yeah, I think that was, yeah, I mean, the official, like, I, I and I'm not even sure if if Woj is official anymore because he seems to be ever since he got to ESPN, he, he's not exactly always the first guy with the information anymore. 
but um and clearly tonight he wasn't but that's when that's when he put something out i guess but i don't know i was still out i was still out doing last minute christmas shopping so i was like i i literally looked at my watch at about at about 3 30 and i thought oh shoot i'm supposed to put up a live <laughs> thread for the the, uh, the hawks game so i just did it on my phone and that's why it kind of I just was catch as catch can. So, yeah. and I will say the new Q is ridiculously nice. Not the Q, the Rocket Mortgage Arena. Yeah, the um, Fieldhouse. Or Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse. Yeah. Um, just a ton of Cavs nostalgia everywhere. You know, that's good. Um, we had really nice seats that my wife got through uh, her workplace, and uh, we we were up on the con- on the club seat level. And was this your first uh, game this year? It was my first game this year, yeah, nice. in person. <laughs> nice. No, that's and, what I meant. Yeah, yeah, and it was just super nice. I mean, we were up there. We uh, there's posters of classic Cavs players everywhere. Um, all the guys. The Wall of Honor was really cool. Um, they have cool. a whole section where they have the Larry O'Brien Trophy uh, um, in glass, and then it's all surrounded by. And it's actually the background for. Uh, when Fred and uh, AC, not AC, um, why did I say Fred? Um, Campy and um, no, it's it's those guys. It's, uh, yeah, Force Jeff Abbott. Phelps and those guys. Yeah, yeah Force Jeff Abbott. Phelps. I mean, and it's tonight. still weird that we don't have Fred with us. I mean, yeah. that's uh, you know, that's just a real tragic loss. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the other guy there tonight, uh, Mike Fratello. But behind him, they have on the wall pieces of the Cavalier Championship Court. Um, nice. that kind of frame in and they've always got videos running of it on a video and then that frames in where the Larry O'Brien trophy is. It's really cool. And that's now, right. it's not the real one, right? It's like a replica of the one they won because the real one is still the one that gets shipped around I, the city or do they sure make a new one works. every year? Or? I thought they made a new one every year, kind of like yeah, the Lombardi okay. trophy. Right. Yeah, Cause I think not like Stanley, the Stanley, the Stanley Cup. Cup they don't do that, right? Well, yeah, but there's still three Stanley Cups, which is the goofy thing. Like, okay. <laughs> there's not just one Stanley Cup. So it it is a little, yeah, silly. But I do think they make a new one every year. Um, but, yeah, super nice. You, the concourse that you go into from uh, the north side, because uh, we always park um, over off Superior and then, or over off Euclid and then... We just come down Fourth Avenue and uh, and then go right by the Harry Buffalo there, and so we're coming from the north. And the entrance you go in has that big concourse that it's almost like um, Beale Street in Las Vegas, oh, uh, where they okay. have the big LEDs on the ceiling and all these different patterns. And they had the the Cavs, um, or they had it was a Christmas theme tonight, so that was really cool. Um, cool. And then the game was great. I mean, forty-two point first quarter. <laughs> oh yeah, and I missed I mean, it. I just, I gotta go back. I went was gonna go back and watch the rest of it because I I kind of got caught up in watching the second half once okay. I got home. Yeah, and so, a, and a fun second half it was. But so what happened to us? Well, except for the turnovers. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to us is we're like, okay, and I knew this would happen, but my wife wanted to go, so we're like, at five minutes, she's like. Well, at six minutes, she goes, you were ready to go at five minutes. I'm like, eh, that's a that's a little soon. Like, yeah. they had like a 10-point lead they were nursing, but um, it wasn't, you know, totally salted away. And then, so they got to about 12-point lead with about 
three minutes left, three and change left. Well, they're like, 14 point lead, 14 point lead when uh, KPJ checked out with two minutes and 44 seconds to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that was right when we left. <laughs> yeah. And then the Hawks went on a 13 to two run. Yeah. And aided by a series of disastrous turnovers that I didn't get to watch until I turned it on just about 15 minutes ago, just to catch up on what I was missing. Cause of course, as you're walking back and I'm catching the score on, you know, random TVs or hearing a snippet on the radio in the concourse and then, you know, walk by the, the Harry Buffalo. And then I was like, yeah. Oh, they cut it to nine. Oh, they cut it to six. And by the time I'd gotten all the way to the, well, the bowling alley on fourth Avenue, it was like Atlanta five seconds left. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> a carbon well, copy of the yeah. game against Charlotte. the other Exactly. Night, exactly. Where they were, they were up by a lot and they just kept turning the ball over and kept no, not guarding. Uh, in that case, it was uh scary Terry Rozier. And tonight it was Trey Young. Trey Young and, and just, DeAndre Hunt. Was it DeAndre Hunter or Collins? No, nah, it was mostly it was mostly Trey Young. Yeah, but no, no, Kevin Herter had a big three down the stretch yeah. too. Yeah, the new Red Rifle or whatever they call him. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, I mean, but most of it, mostly it was Trey Young though. That was the guy yeah. they were trying to get open, and and for the most part they did until that very last possession. I actually credit Garland. Garland played some really nice defense on him and. Uh, they they managed to make him take a really off balance shot to to try to tie it up and well you know. and Garland had the the game that you know put him up or the play that put him up three yeah um, or the finish anyway that put him up three right at the end so uh, good on him for for helping close out that game yeah um, I, I put I it would... up the, the two Utes it was Garland and. Uh... And KPJ. Yeah, KPJ was just awesome that game. I mean, uh, turnovers aside, although I will say that, man, that the officiating in that game, some of it was really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. that uh, that uh, double dribble penalty they called on KPJ, there was literally nothing there. Like, no. if you were calling that, you could call a double dribble every single play. <laughs> well, they called one on love too, which I didn't think was. Accurate. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That one was ridiculous. And then there was like two or three out of bounds plays down. There was a couple out of bounds plays down the stretch where, I mean, it clearly just seemed like it went off. Like the one looked like it hit Herter out of bounds. It and did. They never reviewed it. And then there was another one. I don't understand why Beeline doesn't challenge get, try one to get of more those reviews there. Yeah, down the stretch. Yeah, you'd think, especially when you're up like. 12 or 14 it's like why give the other team any momentum like it's I just almost don't know like if that's like a, a is that just a rookie head too. coach thing or is that a is that just he a... likes using them but i i don't get it i mean i i don't know the conspiracy theorist and we would say oh well he doesn't really want to win this one anyway <laughs> so yeah i mean for the most part i really like the job he's doing but but there's weird moments like that where i think yeah huh. there was two down doesn't the hurt doesn't hurt to to yeah. you know i mean what's the harm challenge it don't challenge I me mean, whatever like it's not going to really affect the outcome of the season so no and i mean good on the Cavs tonight basically missing their two best bench players um or two of their three if you count kevin porter and that conversation in Nance right. and then Clarkson who is no longer with the team which I'm a little sad to see him go which I but I'm surprised I'm saying that but he's played really well this year 
um, yeah. at least offensively. And I agree. I, I they seem like sort of a little bit early to pull the trigger on that, and especially given the the return they were getting. I I, I feel like there's a lot going on with Kobe Altman's relationship with the, the what's his name in Utah because they that's who he pulled off that you know the trades last year with um Rodney or the year Hood before trade. the year yeah. before with Rodney Hood and you know and Crowder and those guys but uh yeah, I don't know I mean I feel like I feel like Clarkson is I mean he's not Lou Williams but he's but he's up there this year in yeah. terms of six six man scoring and it feels like there are plenty of teams that that you might have been able to get to give you a little bit more than that at the at the trade deadline um you know for Clarkson but yeah the other side of that you know if you want to play conspiracy theorist is that you know a lot of people said he was one of the people complaining about beeline to the media a few weeks ago i don't okay. know how much i buy that but the other side of that i'll say is you got a guy you, you know it's one of those bird in the hand things you don't trade him and then say he gets hurt or something and you can't trade him you know, and I think they like the upside of Dante Exum a little bit. Uh, they'd although, be they'd be about the only ones who who do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what. Like, I don't understand why you think there's upside to a guy that's been in the league since 2014 and hasn't done anything. <laughs> well, he did have a nice uh, playoffs a couple of years ago against Golden or against the Rockets. I and, guess. And he has had a bad injury history, and maybe he can get healthy. And he's only 24. You know, uh, when C.J. Miles came to the Cavs the first time, um, he was he was a very similar situation. Had come out of high school, been with Utah his whole career, and um, but you couldn't get a young wing for well, for six six. But maybe he's yeah, not a wing. He's not a wing. He's a point guard. Well, I I think that's I mean a little bit what they're going to figure out. I mean, he's a, he's a six, six body. He's got a little bit of athleticism. He's supposedly a pretty good defender, you know? Yeah. But if you wanted a six, six body, he was supposedly a good defender. Why not resign David Nawaba? Now, granted, he blew out his, his, I'm, uh, I'm not going to argue with Achilles, you. Achilles. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm just, it's just, it's just weird to me. Like, I just feel like there's plenty of, there's plenty of young guys that probably could have gotten. Yeah. I think the know. other side of it is they were saving about 5 million this year. Um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it gives them a lot more room to operate against the cap. So you probably will see them, you know, fill that 15th roster spot at least, um, until the, you know, the guarantee date. Um, maybe they can bring some guys. Yeah. I feel like these second rounders are just there to help facilitate a Kevin Love trade eventually. Um, I don't know. I think second rounders are just one of those things that, you know, they they help you move up and down in the draft. They grease the wheels a little bit. Um, they're nice to have, but Yeah, you don't I'm have saying to it's better to better to trade a couple of those attached with love if you had to than than you know, people are asking for to, to for a first rounder. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're gonna see Kevin Love I think is a guy that probably doesn't go anywhere till the all star break or till the trade deadline uh, if he does go somewhere. Um I don't feel like he's I don't feel like he's going to go anywhere. I don't think so honest. either. I think David Wood is absolutely right that the the fact that he has 90 million left on his deal is the issue. 
And I don't even know if that's the issue. I just think oh, I, just I think, think it's a big part of the issue for eh, opposing. I mean, teams. there's there's a lot there's a lot worse contracts still out there. I, I'm just I'm saying like a team will a team will take that on if it if it's a difference between them. You know, because it's the the NBA is wide. The never the NBA hasn't been this wide open in a while. Uh, I mean, absolutely. yeah, there's two teams. There's two teams at the top, but they both have flaws. So it's not like it's not like this isn't the year where you where a guy like Love could shift the balance with for somebody that's yeah. you know in that whether it's a Dallas or a Denver or a Miami or someone like you know what I mean someone like that or feels LA, like they one could, of the LA well probably the Clippers. I mean the Clippers. Well, the Lakers are capped. Lake, Lakers yeah. are way capped out. They, they. Yeah. I don't think they could. I don't think they have enough to trade back. To yeah, be and yeah, and Miami is hard capped, so they can't like increase their salary at all. So Cavs would have to take a two or three guys back. So they'd have to take waiters, and they'd have to take James uh, Johnson. Yeah, they'd have not to take James a few Johnson. Guys. Ah, one of the no, JJs. but maybe Olenek, but maybe Olenek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of the JJs. Welcome back to Cavs the Podcast. I we have Ryan Yankee joining us, and uh, we talked a little bit, Ryan, before you got on about kind of what went wrong with this Cavs win. Uh, and I think the biggest one was twenty three turnovers. And uh, what would you say it was a thirteen two run in the last yeah. two minutes and forty three seconds by the was, right as soon as they took out uh, KPJ, it, yeah. it was a. Thirteen to two. Now, granted, KBJ had five turnovers himself. Yeah, but uh, he wasn't on the floor in that in that last yeah. two forty four when but he had some. They made that run. Yeah, and he had some awesome defensive plays that game. Awesome. That one yeah. play where he chased down the um, the fast break and basically intercepted the alley oop in midair was fantastic. I don't know. Was that a block or a just a was that a you pass? mean where he got he got off the bl- Henson block? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Porter went up for the block, but he was way behind the guy, and then just kind of hung around in midair for a few seconds and <laughs> waited for the ball, caught it, and then started the fast yeah, break. It was really he does cool. have hang time, that's for he sure. He does, and he had the dunk of the game off that. It was funny oh, yeah. because um, he was running a two man game with Tristan, and like they were both. Both defenders were playing way up, and Tristan just refused to slip the screen. And I think Porter Jr. just kept was waiting for him to slip the screen because he had a layup if he did, and he just never did. And then kind of got it in a post up, and KPJ just cut, and then he had that big two handed slam that was awesome. Well, so, he followed which, that up with a three, and we had yeah. that great like kind of like nifty uh, dip up and under move. Oh yeah, uh, that was kind of a good moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, that kind of show the ball, duck, duck it under, and then get it back up in. That yeah, was just it beautiful. was sweet. I mean, he finished with 15 points, nine rebounds, had some big yeah. boards, a big assist, two steals. I guess they credited that as a steal and not a block on the way. I mean, look, he's he's one of the few like true like athletes they have. We're just yeah. a guy that he's got he's got he's got bounce to him. He's got. I mean, look, his shot is weird looking and doesn't always go in, but but he's got he's got natural ability, and if you can keep that guy focused, that could be a really nice piece for them. Oh yeah, and team high plus eleven. I I love the fact that 
like I've been bemoaning lately that why did Colin Sexton change his jumper? Because it doesn't work anymore. And well, he doesn't shoot threes anymore either. Right. right? Because he's terrible at them. Like he's shooting like 20 some percent now. And it's like the shooter we thought we were getting when they drafted him last year is the shooter he is now. And he changed up his jumper and it's just not good. Yeah. Um, he started taking pull-ups now a lot more like he got more confident with his chain shot and then just all went to hell. It did. And it did. Yeah. It did. Now he doesn't hit anything from outside. Yeah. Well, he hits more than Delhi, which isn't saying much, but yeah, <laughs> everyone hits more than Delhi. Yeah. Yeah. So, but big game from Kevin Porter Jr. The other guy, uh, the youngsters, the kids are all right in this one. I mean, the Utes, the, the Utes, two Utes, the three yeah. Utes, three Utes. Yeah, <laughs> Darius Garland. I mean, possibly, definitely his most complete game as a scorer. I thought he didn't get to the line, but uh, finished with twenty-one points on fourteen shots. Um, you know, really did a nice job accelerating to the basket, uh, herky-jerky around the rim, had that one play where he kind of dribbled around the entire team and then uh, scored. And then... Yeah, uh, that little well, underhanded yeah. layup sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that sort of Nash, Nash-like play. Yeah, and the, yeah. and also three of five from deep, uh, punishing teams when they go under the pick and roll, also, you know, catch and shoot Jays. Uh, just a really only two turnovers, which given the usage he had w- was pretty good in 26 minutes. Yeah. Um, a really nice game. Uh, had some nice defensive plays, as all the Cavs did. I think that was the other reason that um, the Cavs were in this. Um, I thought they did a nice job of challenging, at least until, like you said, the last two and a half minutes. Uh, really nice job of challenging Atlanta from deep. Um, it felt like until the end, Trey Young had a, someone in his face the most of the game. You know, he scored thirty, but it took him twenty-one shots and ten free throws to do it. And they, oh yeah, no question. I mean, he still gets his points. I mean, yeah. and his assists, but yeah, nah. and he had four steals too. Do you guys listen to the radio at all uh, after the game? No, Just, no, no. One great moment was they were talking about uh, Colin Saxon, how he's been scoring really well, and Jones just had this great, like, total screw-up where he's like, you know, yeah, and Saxon's averaging like 18 points a game right now, so I can't think of another second-year guard, you know, a guard that's averaging that many points a game as a scorer <laughs> this year. And, and the guy's on the took, other side of the... <laughs> well, then they yeah. took a beat, ended that conversation, and the next thing... So that game Trey Young had, and when I just to talk about how he scored 30 points and is averaging 29 or whatever, like, it was the exact next segment. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and speaking of, yeah, Colin Sexton, 25 points on 12 of 20 from the field, uh, six rebounds, three assists, just um, was blowing by guys. Uh, really- well, he, he, was, he was eating... Trey Young for lunch oh, quite yeah. a bit just because he's I think he salivates when there's a guy shorter than him out there and, and oh, yeah. skinnier than him. So Yeah, um, and he did get a shot blocked a few times, especially that one at the end that Colin Oh yeah, that, that one at the end was bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I almost can't blame 
uh, Sexton for that one because that was just a fantastic block. That wasn't like a play where he was just Who driving. Was it John? 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 Uh, I'm still on Royce Collins. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first comment after he had a good play too, and yeah. I had reading the John, line. Yeah, ba- baby John, White. Um, John on the Juice Collins. <laughs> Maybe just call him Juice, Juice Collins from now on. <laughs> Juice Collins. There you go. Dot diuretic Collins. <laughs> yeah. No, he was his was uh, human growth hormone. Oh, that's right. That's right. Aiden was on the diuretic. Yeah. Who was the other guy? They had Richard Lewis. He's the Richard Lewis of the Hawks. <laughs> um, oh, really quick. To go back to the Garland thing for a second, though. I- I'm curious if you guys had the same reaction. But to me, one of the greatest... Just like two second moments from him, though, was that late state step back three that he took. That was oh, great. Yeah. Where he, he kind of faked out, Trey. he kind of faked his man out, and then yeah. st- just step back and and just with confidence, just knock it down. It was great. Right. And that shot is there for him almost every single game, where he gets the ball late in the shot clock. He kind of jukes forward and gets the guy to bite off him, and then he just always goes forward anyways, even though he's got all the space in the world around him. Yeah. yeah. He's so happy to see him take that shot. Oh, absolutely. And, and not and not settle for the 12-foot floater. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, I mean, I think the big problem for the Cavs guards is There's when, when do they eat and when do they feed the rest of the team? And that the, they've had a hard time figuring that out, and the Cavs run a real kind of inverse offense where their bigs. I mean, Kevin Love led the team in assists tonight with five. Um, yeah. Delhi had eight, had four. Um, and how great was Delhi in the first quarter? I mean, Delhi was everywhere in the first quarter um, and kind of continued the trick because Garland got in early foul trouble. So Delhi. Garland picked up two pretty quick, it seemed like. So Delhi came in and had eight first quarter points. Um and just really part of the whole uh game plan of just going after Trey Young on defense. Yeah. And the entire Cavs right. offense was revolved around we're gonna punish Trey Young, which is the way you have to play him. Uh otherwise well, it's the same yeah. same way they, they that was the key to Taking on the Warriors is, yeah. uh, you know, abuse abuse Steph Curry on defensively, make them play five on four, and that's how yeah. teams take on the Cavs. You know, yeah. But Delhi yeah. just a, a fantastic first quarter, like really hustling. I think he had uh, two offensive rebound putbacks in the first quarter. Um, you know, eight points just on pure hustle, basically. Um, just a really fun to see him engaging and um the crowd loves him still he still gets a cheer when he checks in in the first quarter it's kind of amazing um and so yeah really nice you know start of the game by him uh chetty osman also had a real nice game yeah, quiet 18 quiet 18 uh yeah, he knocked down some big threes in the, the th- yeah. third third to fourth it, it quarter missed run. a couple down the stretch but yeah. Yes. Well, and he also got. I mean, I don't know why there was that one inbounds passer that Love just rifled at him, and they went off his hands out of bounds. And I just I felt bad for the kid. I'm like, well, what's what's Kevin doing trying to throw? Yeah, Kevin you know, Love had a touchdown, yeah. touchdown passes, passes with like stretch. with like a minute and a half left in the, left in this game. Like 
take care of the ball, man. Yeah, he, he had a couple he, terrible passes down the stretch. Wait, he got like so excited that he had Jetty to throw it to because he's the one person that even has a chance of catching most yeah. of Love's outlets. But it wasn't an outlet; it wasn't that far of a pass, and he just lasered yeah. it right past him. Yeah, and it was like, it was an interesting like. Oh, I remember the other like there was another KPJ turnover that wasn't his fault, <laughs> where he was uh, coming down the right. Uh, sideline on the break and Kevin loves him. We're at the left wing calling for the ball. So he stops and throws it to the left wing. The minute Kevin love breaks, like he doesn't think he's going to get the ball and he cuts in and then he threw it to where Kevin love was. And is like, well, if you're calling for the ball and you're waving your hands out at the three point line, you probably ought to stay there. But in, to be fair, know. love took credit for it. If you watch his body language <laughs> afterwards, he pointed it. And oh he no, he did. Laughing at himself. Yeah. And so he definitely, what he did. That was the one thing I liked about the team tonight. I mean, everybody was joking with each other. There didn't seem to be any bad blood between Sexton or anybody. You know, they were all picking each other up, um, you know, cheering each other on. Kev's, uh, you know, the body language seemed good between everybody. Even there was even a couple like really questionable Colin section Sexton possessions. Um, a couple times where he just forced up a bad shot and you didn't see TT get too ticked at him. So it, it was nice to see love had a decent game, uh, went a little cold from three, three for 10. Uh, and those turnovers down the stretch were pretty brutal, but he still had 20 points and eight rebounds and five assists. So, you yeah. know, not a too bad. But he hit like two threes right at the beginning of the game, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's usually what happens. Kevin Love usually hits his first first three or whatever, and then and then it all goes cold. Yeah, but he had a couple big buckets. You know, I wouldn't say down the stretch before the team fell apart, but they got him in the post on Vince Carter, and he schooled one time. He drew two free throws, and the other time he he hit a fadeaway on him and. You know, really not... on the forty on the forty five year old guy. That's amazing. <laughs> well, you... hey, it's better than not doing it. <laughs> you know, he's doing here, what he's I... supposed to do. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he liked uh, Love's assist to Garland kind of near the game, though. Where yeah, that was good. That was the good. Fake here, where Love kind of had an open three and then faked and kind of had an open three, but had the patience to kick it over to Garland. Yeah. I mean, little things that are a good sign and he seems he does seem to really like garland and his body language with porter and garland all game was wonderful yeah i think he seemed to really enjoy the the three of them working together yeah, yeah i mean i think kevin i think colin sexton drives the veterans nuts on that team but yeah i think i, I totally although colin sexton was a blur tonight i mean he was just smoking guys and yeah. i will say that his finishing when he's not getting his shot blocked, I mean, the fact that he shoots the percentage he does with the fact that he's getting his shot blocked almost twice a game and that he's only shooting around 25% from three, he's actually become a pretty darn solid finisher. Like, that left-handed bank layup is its money right now. Like, he can finish really well with either hand on either side of the basket. So, it, you know, that, that has improved and his drives are really hard to stop when he gets ahead of steam and he's got numbers when he drives into three guys. That's when he gets in trouble. But yeah, I if, mean, if 
still misses in the game, then the two blocks don't really matter that much if he ends up yeah. 20 for 12. I don't really care how he misses the shots he misses. Well, I, just, I, I don't I just, want... It's too bad he's yeah. not shooting threes anymore. Extent. Yeah, I mean, if he could hit hit that catch-and-shoot three, he'd be money right yeah. now. Yeah, because that, that was, I mean, quite frankly, like last year, that's what really helped open the offense up in the second yeah. half was the fact that he was, was just as good, so good from three... That, yeah, like he needs to spend the entire All Star break this year, like just shooting threes. Like, figure out what's wrong. Well, with your I, three well how did he threes. change his shot? You well, were saying that before. Before he has actually gone to a more, um, like you remember, kind of how he had his, uh, he shot more from the center of his body before, and he had his left hand over a little more, and. Now he has a better form on his shot, it feels like, but it's going in less. Okay. You know, he, he's corrected. He's got it to his right a little more. It's Is that just repetition thing, you think? It's out or? in front of him a little more. Well, it doesn't feel like it's as soft as it was or getting as much arc on it, um, mm. which is actually one of the issues that Delhi has right now. I mean, I say, they both do the same thing. Both their shots look better and both of them don't go in. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, Delhi's shot does not look better when you actually see him shoot it in like warm-ups and practice. He just flings it up there. I mean, it is so kinda much kind of like a kind of like a uh, a Henson hook shot where he just like just chucks it at the rim and it goes in. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing to me. Down at the rim. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I mean, that guy has the longest arms. Like he had three... I was glad he wasn't hurt after that block that he had cuz he was on the floor for a little while I saw. Yeah. Tonight yeah, he he was he's been really just awesome the last two games defensively. Yeah, uh, he's I mean seven blocks the night before, three he'll blocks be a good, tonight. He'll be a good uh starter in place of Tristan if they wind up trading Tristan. Yeah, or or hence or he's a guy that can move because you know, he's in the last year of his contract and everybody needs a shot blocker. So he's still decently young though, isn't he, Henson? I think he's like twenty six. I think he's like twenty eight. Okay, I mean he just—he's in his prime. He's definitely a veteran at this point. He has great chemistry with Porter. That's been really entertaining to watch. Yeah, and Delhi. Yeah, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. Although the part of the problem with Delhi is they're both so offensively limited um, that he's a little. There's only so many things you can do with him. And Delhi, <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally 100 percent agree with you. And Porter just seems like he can get anywhere he wants to go. Yeah, I mean, he Which, is really tricky in transition. Well, it was interesting hearing his post game comments talking about how much he said he learned about get, taking advantage of what the defense gives him from Clarkson, uh, mm-hmm. and he seemed really, really bummed about the trade. Yeah, I think ultimately he'll probably be the biggest beneficiary. Because he I, is going to get the shots and the points. Like, he has all the opportunity to score all he wants now that Clarkson's gone. Well, you showed that in the fourth quarter. Yeah. By the way, quick update, John Henson is 28 years old, but he turns 29 on December 28th. Well, there you go. So he's actually older than Tristan. Yeah. It's By a few months. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Um, He looks... 10 years older than Tristan. <laughs> like, yeah. now that he has... He's, got that, he's, Greg, got, that he's rec- got that Greg Oden face. Yeah, and he's got that receding hairline and kind of that barrel chest. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he looks like an old man. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I've really... Like 
Yeah, I've really enjoyed his uh, his resurgence with the Cavs. I mean, after a pretty well, he's he's the first he's the first sort of like enforcer type in the middle they've had in a while. Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. of the last one they had. I mean, the last one they had was probably Perkins, who had a negative vertical by the time he yeah. was on the Cavs. So yeah, I mean, yeah, who's the last real shot blocking threat that the Cavs have had? And you can't really LeBron, count on really something. Yeah, that's just. You wow. mean at the center position? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even the four, but yeah. I don't know, Hot Rod Williams. That goes back a real long ways, and you'd have to give Larry Nance the credit before that. I think the song. I think he's got the song a job. Z and Z and his prom. Zana Job had less of a vertical than Kendrick Perkins did. <laughs> no, Job had a great vertical. He had nothing else. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, I would pre- it was probably Z, pre-injury, Z, probably Z. right. Yeah, pre-injury Z. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a long time. Well, yeah. the other, I mean, the last, the last like true defensive center they had was uh, was. Uh, What's the name that they got from the Pistons? Wallace? Ben yeah. Wallace? Yeah, that's the answer to your question. It was Ben Wallace was the last yeah. really good defender. He wasn't very tall, though. I mean, he was more like Tristan's size, but but at least he was sort of like defensive-minded. Tristan's yeah, not really defensive-minded. And he was super athletic. Yeah. Yeah. And that was his thing. Like, he you, he didn't score at all. He just would no. get rebounds and block shots. And, block shots. Yeah. and set screens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it, it was fun to watch John Henson tonight. Um, you know, the kids are all right. Chetty had a nice game. Kev had a nice game. Uh, I really felt like, I mean, the Cavs had 20-plus turnovers, but at least three of them were garbage calls. I mean, there was there were some terrible calls in that game. <laughs> well, and also, unfortunately, like 15 of them happened in the second half. So. Yeah, that would be the other problem. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, and some of the stuff that Trey Young is already getting calls on his uh, behalf are just – it made me laugh so much the one three put up where he tried to, like, put an elbow into Sexton's oh, face. And well, just, and yeah. how many – like, he got the one call at the in the second quarter where – what was it? Garland basically had his hand on him, and he went up and just fell over. Yeah. And then he tried to flop the rest of the damn game. And how many possessions did they blow because he just kind of threw up a three and then act like he'd been shot and the refs weren't going for it. And thank God. So, um, and boy, does Atlanta whine a lot. I mean, in live, it was just really palpable how annoyed they were at not getting calls the entire game. And when you've lost six straight, you are not going to get the benefit of the doubt on any calls. Seven, eight straight now. Oh, was it eight? Okay, I thought it was. Well, six. it was seven. Seven going in. Now it's eight. Okay, sorry, I thought it was the other way around. But yeah, no, yeah. But you know, they 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 were two and they were they'd won two or three or were two and three with uh, when uh, they had John John Collins. Yeah, Juice Collins. But then uh, <laughs> they they'd gone like what? That is four, the greatest nickname ever. <laughs> Juice Collins. Yeah. yeah. Then they've been four like four and eighteen or something like that without him. So. Yeah, and I mean John Collins had a monster game, twenty-seven points, ten oh. rebounds. Was it's all that human growth hormone? Oh, absolutely, two blocks, two steals. The monster. I mean, he was really, really good, and the Cavs 
frankly, he's he, always good against the Cavs, though. Oh, even absolutely. before even before the 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 per the p yeah. I mean, he was <laughs> the PEDs. Yeah, <laughs> PEDs help you raise your per. But, you yeah, that's right. Yeah, and DeAndre Hunter had a surprisingly good game. I mean, the first half he was just Mister Midrange J. He was just, terrible from three, though. He's only one yeah. of seven from three. Yeah, and but. He definitely has some game. I mean, he's more shifty than I thought he'd be. Um, although I think the Th- Thad Young comparisons are so, like, he just seems like the next Thad Young. Like, his peak is good good starter on a playoff team. No, that's not a bad peak. No, it's not a bad peak at all. It's just... I, and you also I feel really like, like comparing people to Thad Young, don't you? I, hey, we have a long history of Thad Young yeah. on this podcast. Thad, Thad Young is is, uh, Wait, is a Nate we Smith all-star. So. Well, actually, so when we ran Got Buckets, we ran an analytics site called Got Buckets that basically uh, inspired ESPN to start make, po- posting RPM, um, which is uh, regularized plus minus, and we called it wrap them which was regularized adjusted plus minus um and we had a a series that we called wrap them all stars and one of them was trey young so or not trey young thad young yeah <laughs> trey's older brother Trey young would not be a wrap them all star no trey young uh is the worst defensive player in the nba by both advanced and eye metrics i mean they were just running everything somebody on the thread tonight had a really good quote and i'm forgetting who it was but i said uh trey trey young makes Kyrie irving look like um who's the grind tony who's the grind father tony allen yeah (laughs) oh man he does stick to screens like that is hardcore yeah. yeah, if it's flypaper sky Kyrie, it is super glue Trey Young but, on What is Trey Young was Trey Young weigh like hundred and forty pounds or something? Yeah. yeah, and has hair like a sixty year old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he is a strange, strange guy, and I got really tired of seeing Atlanta whine about calls. Um but fortunately the Cavs won this one. Um yeah. I, I can't quite figure out how they won it. Um, I guess it was shooting fifty-two percent from the field, and well, when you when you score seventy-one points yeah. and a half, that will help. That'll that'll help you out a lot. Yeah, thirty-eight percent from three. Um, or win the first quarter, win the last quarter. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, good. I point. mean, as much as that collapsed down the end, they still won the fourth quarter, and it's yeah. if you can come out strong and end strong, that's actually a really exciting thing to build a team around as much as you've had a lot of non-exciting things lately. (laughs) Yeah. And no, it was a fun game. I mean, the last three games have been a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if either of you guys got to watch the, um, what was the game before this one? Oh, uh, not the Charlotte game. Uh, no, not the Grizzlies Grizzlies game. game. The Grizzlies game was a lot of fun. Yeah. I didn't watch. Yeah, that. I don't. What as in the yeah, and the Henson block fest was just utterly amazing. Where it's yeah. what, he played like seventeen or eighteen minutes and got seven blocks. And... Yeah, and, and yeah, he had three blocks in a ninety-second stretch. I mean, I almost feel like part of the reason they've traded Trey Young is they've been winning two games, be, too many games because of him. You I mean, mean he Jordan was a Clarkson. monster against Memphis? Jordan Clarkson. You mean Jordan, Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson? Yeah, that's what I meant. You know me in names. Oh yeah, yeah. It happens. yeah. So, well, uh, I mean, look, I was sad to see 
Cap and Band-Aid go. Um, you know, I'll miss the memes and the. I'll miss the memes. <laughs> well, and just I, I liked I liked that he was I liked that he was instant offense because there's few guys you can find like that in the NBA. Yeah, and I liked that he had improved his game. Like he wasn't the the abject defensive failure he was last year. This year, and he didn't from what just... I could tell. Go chuck mid rangers all day, which was what I think drove no. us all nuts. Yeah, it sounded like he was passing the ball more this year. I mean, I yeah. again, I haven't watched that many games, but he had uh, a lot of games where he had way more passes than shots. Yeah, yeah, and which is great. Way more good passes than shots. <laughs> yeah, and he played with joy all the time. That is one thing I got to say, kind of matters, especially when you're playing in, on a team that's taking a lot of tough losses. He found ways to put joy into games, and just I remember even his dance uh, after the shot in the, against the 76ers last year where he's like spinning like uh doing windmills down the floor it was never like in a cocky got you way but he was he enjoyed playing the game yeah yeah and that's fun i'm i mean i'm gonna miss the chemistry kind of he and delhi and nance had uh delhi yeah. tried to feed guys on that back door pass tonight and it just wasn't there he had really great chemistry with delhi this year so yeah. yeah, I'm gonna miss that. Well, you know who else sure. is gonna really miss Jordan Clarkson in Cleveland is the tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got true. a lot of. He <laughs> got so much ink in the last year and a half. <laughs> There's probably other professions that will also miss Jordan Clarkson's presence, but I'm I'm not gonna name them. So, <laughs> but I I I think yeah, he's a colorful guy for sure. Um. I'm I'm gonna miss him, um. But I don't think Ben I don't think Ben Worth is gonna miss him. No, Ben Worth is not gonna miss him. I'll be interested to see Ben's take on Exum because I don't I haven't followed Exum in the last couple of years. But I don't think there's much to follow. I mean, his his yeah no. I mean, I think he's not his, getting I any think his, P, P, his per is under five, so I don't yeah. really when you get when you get to that level. I mean, he's he's rarely playing. Like I. I can't imagine they're going to put him on the court a whole lot. Uh, Does anyone trade has anything to do with the mysterious waving that uh, Jazz just made? I'm sorry. Oh, they, they uh, just waved uh, Jeff Green, right? Yeah. Uh oh. Like they, where's, where's Dan Gilbert? Where, where's Where's Kobe Altman? Sign Jeff Green. <laughs> Jeff Green's totally going to end up. Bring Bring back Jeff Green on like the Rockets or the. Like some end of the bench playoff team, dude. He's gonna be on the Lakers. You know it. You know <laughs> I know. It. I know it's gonna happen. But seriously, what would you think about Cavs picking him up on their last spot? No, I don't want Jeff Green. I, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't a huge fan of him, and I get that. But <laughs> there's, Green. I don't think he's a so great for a bet. bottom of the bench kind of cheap contract. There are things he brings that might be useful to the team right I, now. I don't. I. No. He's not. All they great... need is to let let guys play let the young yeah. guys play see what you got and um, i'm just saying from a size perspective and the fact of like a three four with a lot of size that can do a few things no. i mean i'm not like a huge i, fan I never got the, the feeling that jeff green was a great vet and that he had a lot of like deep knowledge of the game like i've just seen him blow also, too many if you're jeff green, rotations and yeah if you're jeff green you're gonna go try to sign on with the team that's at least got a shot at doing something. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Portland picks them up. Lord knows they need some some forwards and some bigs. I don't know. 
Melo's been playing well, right? Yeah, no, he has. So, I mean, I'm watching that game right now. Pelican and Portland. So. This, uh, this uh, Jackson Hayes kid's pretty good. Yeah, and the rest of the guys that got from the Lakers are not. <laughs> no. No, there was a bunch of, yeah, there was a terrible trade. They should never have. They should they should have found some a better place to to send well, AD I, last. I think the the draft picks are the the real prize there. Although, yeah, if they're all going to be at the end of the draft, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. But how did they get JJ Redick? Uh, that that's they the move signed I him. No, no, I know that. I don't understand Thinking why JJ Redick decided be to go I do. Think that. we were just talking about Dan Gilbert led Pelicans and how they should have what? held out for. <laughs> Dan Gilbert no, David Griffin. Saying? Sorry, David okay. Griffin. Oh, I'm punchy tonight. I'm tired. But All right. well, you you we watched a really uh, a really intense game. Yeah, I watched it in person. So, yeah, I will say one of the things about being there in person is the physicality of the game does not come through on television as much as being there live. I mean, that's the biggest thing about being in person at an NBA basketball game. It's like those guys are bumping, grinding, pushing off every single play. And it's, it's, I don't know how they ever get a call right, you know, when you're watching it in person. It's just, it, it is, it is a difficult game to officiate. So I complain about the officials a lot, but I also know they have an unenviable or unenviable task. So anyway. I- agree with it oh i get a quick uh request for eg that i post on the live thread yeah but since you lost uh clarkson can you put some like true effort into like a gif or uh um, or just some kind of edit photoshopped uh oh captain my captain with all the calves you know getting up on their desks <laughs> dude that that's that's way too involved <laughs> that would be cool but you're the I, one person I could count on to try, so I yeah, figured I, I, I could try. I could man, maybe try that. I'll try that. <laughs> I'll see if I can do that for Especially you. Especially if you can do the lead in with Porter after uh, his comments after the game, yeah. he definitely should be the first. Oh, captain, my captain, and then uh, the <laughs> I rest like of that. I like that. Just, I'll see if I can Photoshop some heads. I was just surprised that that was one of the few captain band aids that didn't make it this game. So yeah, that's true. be important. <laughs> well, well, well put. So, any, any final thoughts about uh, this Cavs game? No, I mean it's nice to go into the Christmas break with three a three game win streak. Uh, Which, you yeah, know, they're not they play they're, they're not as bad as the Hawks or the Knicks in the East. So, and that that doesn't mean they won't still get the they won't still get a shot at the top pick. It's just you know it's uh, it's nice that they're. They look. They they've been looking semi competent lately. Yeah, and they don't play again till Friday versus the Celtics. Um, it, it is sort of weird that you know they've they've they haven't lost since I've been back in the states. So, just saying. <laughs> well, EG is secretly advising secret secret assistant coach from an overseas scouting trip. <laughs> e- I mean, they you know bench. they they were close to five hundred when it left, and now they're not. You know. <laughs> No, but Although they're, they're, I, so much of it really is scheduled. It really Tuesdays last year too. I know. Well, it's I mean, their schedule was absolutely brutal while you were gone too. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, they are point. beating 
bad teams and they oh, yeah. are they're like eight and five against against uh sub five hundred teams this year. Yeah, and they're like I think they have one win against a over five hundred team. So is that uh San Antonio or No. Indiana, right? Philly. Philly. They beat Philly, right? I can't no, remember. we beat Philly. Or was that last year? That was last year. We beat Indiana. They got to be yeah. over 500. This is how far yeah. out of it I am. <laughs> it was Indiana. Yep. Okay. Uh, and my big thought from the win was as much as uh, the Garland or Sexland uh, backcourt can be Port, problems. Port Sexland. I, yeah, I, I, I call it Garton. But in, in any event. <laughs> The fact Beeline has been at least trying to minimize the time the two of them are together outside of the start and, unfortunately, the end of the game, which caused some problems. But when just one of them, and when you don't have to feed both of them the ball all the time at the same time, it does look a lot better. Garland and Porter had some really great moments together on the floor, and and even Sexton and Porter had some really great moments. It's Both of the guys do... You know, e- even those guys with Delhi are better. Right. It's just when it, you have both sex lend, it's that's when it's we get just the such problem. a defensive liability. It'd be nice if they could turn Sexton into the new Clarkson. I have a feeling that's kind of what the trade was about. I well, mean, after I think him and KPJ, him. yeah. But yeah, but I mean, KPJ has shown the ability to do different things where I don't think that he needed the trade as much for him. Yeah, I just think it's more minutes, though. Dude, Melo is going off this game. How is he this good again? He got in shape in the offseason. Like, he's not the pudgy Melo we saw the previous few years, so... He's been hanging out with John Cobb. Also, it's New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> let, let us no, not... but he's been good. Yeah. He's been good for for the most part this this whole year. I mean, yeah, he's hustling. He, he doesn't look like the same player. No, he doesn't. And he's also playing in an offense and not like he doesn't. He's not the alpha on this team, and he's not playing like he's the or he's not like last year when he wasn't the alpha. He sulked, and this year he's not that guy. It feels like. So sometimes humble pie actually works for people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they take a minute and they're like, all right, well, this is me now. And, you know, some players have made a really great back end of their career that way. I mean, Vince Carter, uh, although he seemed to transition a little more gracefully, but yeah. Although, yeah, Kevin Love ate him alive tonight. So, well, oh, but again, point, Kevin Love didn't guard him. Well, that's true. He also spent time not guarding him. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> yeah. There were a few times that, that both Love and, and Tristan seemed to be like walking back down the floor on defense. Or just so. not chasing anyone out to the three-point line. Yeah. Yeah. And Love tends to get that moment where when he has a dumb turnover and lets someone strip the ball, he does tend to kind of sulk, walk back. Yeah. He's like, oh, I should let that happen and now I'm going to make it worse. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good point. So this is a good transition into the second part of our podcast. Um, and so traditionally, um, EG and or I, um, and I started this six or seven years ago, maybe, uh, we do, we ask Santa to bring a Christmas present to each of the Cavs and the Cavs front office and kind of that whole thing. And I think 
we should probably start with Jordan Clarkson. Um, so what should Santa bring Jordan Clarkson this year? Um, I I don't know. Like now that he's on Utah, like what would be a- bring him some uh, what long white pajamas? Like nice. Wear under his clothes. Very, very, very well. That that very well done. Well, because it's cold in Utah. Well, and also because you know Mormons. Well, I was I was going to oh. leave that unsaid, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that. I feel bad for not getting it. <laughs> I'm just going to say a, a good vintage, like Blu-ray copy of Dead Poet Society. Oh, okay, nice. I like that. Time. I like that. Maybe maybe DVD. Like maybe not. Not full on Blu-ray. Not full on Blu-ray. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jordan's probably got. Uh, he probably is going to stream that in 4K anyway. So, or how about Dead Poet Society tattoo? Would that work? Yes, there it is. Dead Poet Society someone. tattoo, and oh, Captain, my Captain tattoo. Like <laughs> one shoulder, he's got the guy standing up with the Cavs heads on him, and on the other shoulder, he's got the Captain America band aid. Yeah. Like or you that. know, he could just he could just have Ethan Hawke follow him around at, at all the rest of the Hawks games this year, and just stand on tables and shout that. You mean jazz games? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like it. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and and what is my? Yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm I'm totally on board with the the Captain Band Aid tattoo. So, in fact, it, I think he should get it across yeah. his face, like on the bridge of his nose, like Neil Smith had. Remember when Neil Smith for the Chiefs always had the the Band Aid oh, on yeah. the the Breathe Right strips <laughs> Band Aid. Yep. Yeah, well, he's got he's got place. He's certainly got the real estate there on the nose that he can, he can use for <laughs> tattoo. Wow. So, no, wow. I'm just saying because it's he doesn't he doesn't have any nose tattoos yet. Well, so. that's true. That's true. And there's there's few places uninked. Um, I always love the picture the kid on his what is it his right shoulder or left shoulder. I don't even know looks, if it's a kid. I think it's a I think it's an ancestor. Maybe I don't know, but we always say it is. Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel Lewis. He's yeah. Webster. Like yeah. we always say, like on the other shoulder is George Papadopoulos. <laughs> right. No, that I is... think I remember him saying at one point that they were like supposed to be like ancestors because he's got oh, a lot of. Um, I think he's he's half. He isn't he Filipino. half Filipino? Yeah. So yeah. I think he had some. There were some of his Filipino Filipino asked, uh, uh, ancestors that he had. At least I remember. I think I remember him saying that, but. Yeah, I mean Emmanuel Lewis is a better story. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna Kevin Love. That's a tough one. Um, Kevin Love. What do you get the man who has everything? <laughs> a four-game winning streak. Uh, yeah, but he hasn't had one of those since LeBron left. He could use it. He and that was the first th- three-game winning streak since LeBron right. left. I thought it was a good setup. Yeah, yeah, he probably uh, could. Um, that, that, that's a tough one. I mean, yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, what does Kevin Love really? I mean, what would he really want? Just to be, just to be playing for a contender, probably. Yeah, or peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Yeah, <laughs> I, good, I don't know. Good, good mental, good mental health. Yeah, I, I wish Kevin yeah. Love good mental health through the um, through the coming year. Um, maybe this is what Kevin Love needs. Kevin Love, you know what? It, on these shows, it makes everyone so happy 
And I was walking by the store yesterday because I was in Beechwood for some ungodly reason. Uh, oh, because I wanted to go to the REI outlet in Beechland or Beechwood. So I was walking by the Peloton store. So I think Kevin Love needs a Peloton because in those commercials, everybody riding a Peloton looks so happy. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Santa to bring Kevin Love a Peloton. So there you go. All right. Just the most ridiculous gift for the man who has everything. Nice. So there you go. Or or have you seen the other workout thing, the mirror? Have you seen that? It's No. It's like basically a Peloton except you just stand in front of a mirror and do different exercises. It's almost like mirror mirror on the wall. It's really goofy. So yeah. I I think Kevin Love the mirror while listening to man in the mirror. So there you go. <laughs> I got another gift for Kevin Love, a case okay. of pH water. Oh my god. pH water. High <laughs> pH water. Ugh, screwed it up there. Alkali water, you mean? Alkali water. There you go. Whole peach piece on it. That's where this whole thing got started. He likes his high alkali water. So <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, so um, eg, Chetty Osman. What do, what do you think Chetty needs for Christmas? Um, man, I I, I don't know. I I I feel like he needs a baby Yoda doll. <laughs> just to just to go with the whole Jedi thing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, baby Yoda doll. Like, so I watched the Mandalorian this week, um, yeah. which actually I've enjoyed. I don't know if you've seen it, eg. I've seen. Yeah, it's like one of the few things I can get where I'm at. Okay. Without it, without a v, without a reliable VPN, because okay. it, it, I can get it through the Disney Plus app, and it okay. somehow works. Weird. But uh, yeah, I've been I know weird, but I've been watching that. So yeah, it's entertaining. Like I like that. It's fun. It's the way it's fun. The way Star Wars is fun without having to think about it too hard, and yeah. also like it's just fun. Like the forty minute, the thirty forty minute format is the perfect length for an episode. Like, it's not too long. Like, I've been watching The Witcher, and those episodes are just too damn long. And mm. so, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. So, And the funny thing about it is that Disney completely did not anticipate the demand for Baby Yoda. So there's Which n- doesn't make any sense to me, yeah, because you that? you're Disney. Like, it's a... They it's just a- didn't. It's, it's just like crazy. a living beanie baby. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yes, I think that's great though. I, I fully concur with your gift idea for like Jetty he gets the first baby, baby Yoda. Yoda off assembly line. There we go. Yeah. All right, my gift for Jetty: the country deciding on a universalized way to pronounce his damn name. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Jetty or Chetty? Well, and then if you. If you listen to Brad Doherty from a couple games ago with oh. Yeti. Well, there's your first Yeti. mistake. Yeti's even better. <laughs> I mean, I like Yeti. Brad Doherty, but he is he does not practice his non-regional diction. Let's play, put it that way. I love but, Brad Doherty. Oh, he's I would take great. Brad, I would take Brad Doherty over over any of the former Cavs that are working for the Cavs right now in their broadcast team. Yeah, Brad, oh. Brad Doherty's a lot of fun. The other guy I like, who's the guy that does the radio? Oh, Jim Jones. No, the the new guy that oh yeah. I don't know, uh his name is Tim Al Tim Alcorn yeah he sounds exactly like Joe Tate like exactly like Joe Tate and well, he's good. really fun listen so well, I, he was I, big he was good friends with Tate 
Yeah, I would love to hear get started and stuff. I'm not a huge fan of the new guy that took over for Fred. Oh, John Michael. I'm not a huge John Michael fan. Yeah, realize that he's calling television games. Yeah, I feel like Tim Elkhorn would be better. And Tim Elkhorn, I didn't even hear any of the radio thing, but I heard just a clip of it. And he made like some comment about uh, Garland three or something, and said, "Oh, it's from the North Pole or something." And it was just something that wasn't takes a deep three, hits it. it yeah, was, he's very it, by the numbers. Yeah, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're just gonna. This is gonna be a four hour podcast. It, we, it is not don't. gonna be a four hour podcast, but right. I appreciate your your desire to keep us on track. So I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go to the bench. Uh, just because we can't do all the starters at once. Uh, Ante Zizic. <laughs> like, what do you get the man who has nothing? Who has minutes? nothing? <laughs> minutes? Like, is there a guy that needs a trade on this team more than Ante Zizic? Yeah, they agreed. They decided they weren't going to extend him, and they've really backed up that decision. Yeah, he does not get any. Why not send him to Canton, though? Like, get him I don't like. Think uh... He wants to go to Canton. I think he's been in the league long enough. He has veto. They. I think once you've been in the league three years or four years, you have veto on whether to go to Canton. I don't think it – I don't know if going to Canton gets him at this point. Like, he just needs to go to another team. Or when the Cavs trade away all their centers, I guess he may play again, but I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to double down on minutes. You're going to double it's down weird, on minutes? It's weird because he's a guy that I would have thought Beeline would have said, okay, here's a young guy who hasn't been utilized in a way that – you know, I mean, clearly he does got to, he he has some talent. Like, let's find a way to maximize that talent. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised. Even with the non-extension, I still thought that they give him a little bit of a chance to show something. Yeah, he just needs he just needs Vitaly back. That's what he needs for Christmas. That's true. So here's my. Uh, I just saw this is a completely ridiculous assertion, but I just saw the preview for this movie, and I'm gonna give him tickets to a screening of bad boys for life oh, i just saw that too you're watching the same thing i am yeah, yeah it just like martin lawrence looks thick man <laughs> thick that is the word that is the word he looks thick like he he looks like um theodore the chipmunk <laughs> yeah it is rough that is rough. it is rough and i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know Ante Zizic had a lot of time on his hands right now, so go see Bad Boys for Life because it looks like it is as ridiculous as you'd think it would be. So, yep, <laughs> like it's like when they were making those Lethal Weapon movies when those guys were in their sixties. <laughs> Amalto, they still be Henry Rollins is in it yeah. again. Amalto, yes, yeah. There you go. So, uh, what what are you getting, Ante Zizic? Eg, anything, or are we or we cover it for you? I think we're good. Okay, uh, Alfonso McKenney. Um, I don't yeah. know what to get that guy. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back to Golden State because they'd probably play him. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe he'll get some more minutes now. I'm going to get him some uh, some protein bars because I I feel like he needs to put on a little more muscle. He's a little too skinny. So that that's my call. I'm I'm just going to be completely insulting and you know. Go after his body type and um, 
I would probably give him a name tag for Christmas so I could recognize who he is. <laughs> Hello, my name is Alfonso McKinney. There you yeah. go. I like it. Like okay. a name tag t-shirt. Or, yeah. or like a jumpsuit with a patch on his breast that's in the in the oval that says Alfonso. Yeah. You know, there we or go. Or a jersey with his name on it that's for the Cavaliers. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, I think all right, that's crazy so my gift for him then, since you're getting him the protein bars... I'm concerned about his health, specifically his blood pH. So I'm getting him a case of Kevin Love brand alkali water. Okay, there just to you make go. sure he doesn't have any bone density issues. Do you that. have a lot of that on stock or something? Like, did you buy a lot of that or something? Hey, I don't do much speculating, but when I do, I push it hard. So yeah, no, me and me and uh, um, Ryan have gone back and forth on on alkali water. So I, I and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um. Otherwise, it'll be a five-hour podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I could go on for at least a half an hour, probably more. Um, I'm gonna what, uh, John Henson. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe get John Henson some Rogaine. Like <laughs> like that hairline is like I feel like just for his free agency, um, this year he needs to get that hairline going. Like he needs he needs to get the LeBron James hair hair plan. That that's my gift for John Henson. So. E.G. Uh, <laughs> what is that uh, calcium pills to keep his bones strong? Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make the easy joke. I'm not going to make it. No, I'm going to go sincere and say just good health for the rest of the season. I like that. Because he needs that. He really, oh. really needs that. And he seems to really enjoy playing now that he can get on the damn court. Actually, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk back my recommendation and I'm gonna I'm gonna plead for something that I pled for in a in a recap a few a couple weeks ago, and that is a nickname. John Henson needs a nickname. And it's gotta be something to do with Muppets too, because the Henson that, well, yeah, that was oh, that, mine too. was uh, Rejector Gadget. Like instead of Inspector Gadget, because he has the really long arms. No, nothing. Sure. Um, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, what about it? Or animal? <laughs> I don't know. Animal. Animal. Or, there you go. The Muppets. Yeah. Or uh, what was the name of the band? Doctor Teeth. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Teeth. Uh oh no! Who's the big, crazy, tall monster Muppet? From the first movie that's working in the uh, used car lot. Oh, I know who you mean, but I don't remember remember his name. I, I don't either. But that that could be John Henson. I don't know. Or yeah. Amer- American Sam, the Eagle. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to uh, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. What Kevin What are you getting to me, Junior? Uh, I'm gonna get him more product because he's got to keep his hair. You that know, that is true. That that strong. He's got that he, strong hair game. Like he's got the best calves hair. Like or the tallest calves. I feel hair. like I feel like he's got he's got the hair that that Garland and Sexton aspire to have. Yeah, he's the spiritual I think lineup su- of like good the best. He's the spiritual successor to Ben Wallace. Yeah. When it when it comes to big hair, which I love. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because it makes him look so much taller. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Um I'm I'm going to get Kevin Porter Jr. uh a uh, a history book because he just seems really young and like he needs to know his NBA history. So, I 
I I'm gonna get him an NBA history book. So that should I get him the new Bill Simmons book? Probably not. I, uh, I'll, I'll that's not really NBA history. That's really just more NBA BS, right? <laughs> I'll get him a Time Life book. There you go. Okay, uh, Ryan. I will, I will give him, since we no longer have Jordan Clarkson, he now has to get the Cavaliers' 40-point game of the year. Oh, so you can and get I him a 40-point game. Nice. I think it would be great for his, for his confidence, for his development, and uh, yeah, it would be funny to watch him run up and down the floor sticking his tongue out again. Okay. So, yeah, I think he deserves a 40-point game. Okay, so uh, I got a good one for Darius, um, Darius Garland. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Who who do you got for Darius Garland? Ah, I, I need a, more than a couple seconds to come up with something clever. Okay, so I'm gonna get him the a Blu-ray of it and it too. Um, you know because for the floaters. Yeah, so you can realize the problem with floaters. So there you go. <laughs> I'm just gonna give him those those ruby slippers, man. Those ruby slippers, ruby slipper, ruby slipper high tops that he can wear. Oh, that's sweet. Right, the click that together. Nice. No place like home. No place like he home. He does seem like to play that. better at the at the the uh, Quicken Loans Fieldhouse Arena or whatever we're calling yeah. it these days. All right, I'll give him a copy of Final Fantasy One so he gets my really outdated reference that he wasn't alive for. Uh, <laughs> the first bad guy in the game was named Garland. Yeah. Nice, nice. I like it. Um, okay, Tristan Thompson. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> like, just make a cheap shot joke. Um, it's so easy, though. I feel like here's what I'm going to get Tristan. I am going to get Tristan a uh, gossip site reprieve for a month. Like, that's a, the month of January. I'm just going to make all of the uh, gossip sites just say, hey, we're laying off Tristan Thompson. That's our New Year's resolution. And and we all know that resolutions are over by February, so I'm at least going to give him January. So that's my that's what I'm asking Santa. I'm going to get Tristan. I'm gonna get Tristan Thompson a, a Tim Hortons franchise. <laughs> Why is that? Because uh, Canadian. Yeah, nice. And he loves yeah. Tim Hortons, I heard. And so. the Maple Smash. Yeah, that's yeah. what they used to call it. He just have a Tim Hortons in Cleveland somewhere. Nice. I like it. Okay. Um, right, I'll just get a ridiculously hot girlfriend that no one has ever seen or heard of. <laughs> okay. That he can also just, have a baby with. Yeah, sure. That's Damn fine. It. I was hoping that, like, why we weren't going to go there, but you went. There. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I've been, out, I've been out of the country for a while. You got to excuse me. I'm just giving you a hard time, e.g. No, I've fine. already made. I've already, I'm, I'm already like got the wrath of the Mormons coming down on me. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Colin Sexton. Ugh. I'm going to get Colin Sexton a documentary about weasels. Why? I don't know. It sounds funny. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get documentary about weasel migration. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> okay, um, Ryan, what are you getting, Colin? What are you asking Santa to bring, Colin Sexton? A basketball, because he could always use another one. Okay, nice. Because there's never enough balls to go around. Yeah, it, it was. Blame, but come on, yeah, give me. It. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go something sincere for Colin Sexton. I'm gonna get him. Um, ah, God, what do I get him? Uh, I'm gonna get him. Oh, you could get him a Johnson bobblehead. Did you guys ever see that? Um, 
good good enough is not like um just okay is not okay commercial yeah yeah i'm gonna get him the benny the bull television series box set <laughs> you remember, that? <laughs> remember that from that commercial where he's in the nba mem- the lay memory nba memorabilia <laughs> shop i'm getting him that it's I'm, better than the train pass stepped on by Clyde Drexler. So yeah, or the or the Houston Rockets that yeah signed post. Yeah, he signed everybody's <laughs> name. My right, some with my left. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, um, e.g., Brandon Knight, the Impossible Whopper. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, well, I'm gonna get him a. Uh, What's the one from? Is it the Impossible Breakfast Sandwich from Duncan? Sure. <laughs> Are you just looking at the TV now? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I I think you can only get him an Impossible Whopper if you get him the Burger King King hat to go with it. Oh, I, I'm sure he'd wear that. You know the the little cardboard one. Yeah, the yeah. paper thing. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. I I loved wearing that thing as a kid. Of course. Okay. But what did I just say? I can't even remember what I said for the night. <laughs> I thought it was sandwich based. I I don't remember. Oh, it, it was, was the, the impossible, impossible breakfast, sandwich. breakfast sandwich from Duncan. That's right. Yeah. So, um, because it's impossible that he's still on this team somehow. <laughs> yeah, I just go with his third chance for a comeback. So okay, you're 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 getting something ephemeral, but I I Santa's uh, Santa's a magical guy. I think he can pull it off. So. Uh, also known as a trade, probably. Yeah. Matthew Delavadova. Matthew Delavadova. Right. His three pointer back. I'm, sort I'm gonna matching ma- matching Australian rules football jerseys with him and Exum. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, get like a a a a, a <clears throat> I'm stuttering. A uh a national a nationality gift like a, a pair a duo gift i like that yeah i or, think he needs a i think he needs a nate smith jersey <laughs> there you go i like it no we need to give him a Cavs the blog jersey like that he would definitely wear that uh, like a t-shirt instead of the t-shirt we'll give him the jersey i like yeah. that um i'm giving Delhi some shooting lessons from Tim England from the Spurs, who's like the magical shot doctor. So not Mark Price. Um, well, Mark Price could not fix. Um, oh, who's the guy from? Uh, yeah, the MKG, but no one can. <laughs> yeah, then that's impossible. Yeah, Mark Price. I'll 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 get him some Mark Price shooting lessons. I like that. <laughs> My also other suggestion is maybe just a time machine so he could win that game versus Team USA that they should have won, the exhibition game. They did win it. Oh, wait, yeah, they did. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah okay, no, but... he, they fell apart in tournament play is where they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm an yeah. idiot. No, back they to my original. Early. I was okay. originally. Um, who are the – okay, so John Beeline. What are you getting John Beeline, E.G.? What ridiculous gift are you asking Santa <laughs> to bring John Beeline? Life alert? <laughs> oh. oh oh man i i mean i feel like you do need it at times um it's a real it, it's a real possibility <laughs> okay um ryan what are you getting john p line uh the chance to actually finish out his contract 
take that as an NBA comment or an age joke. Either um, of the. So I'm gonna get John Beeline a. Uh, um, I'm gonna get him like a gift card of coupons to uh, to to breakfast places. Um, because I feel like old people always want to go to breakfast and like he needs coupons for that. So that's, what I'm getting. I also feel like buying him some polo shirts cause he's always wearing like a, like suit and tie. That's a, that's a good idea. That, that, that's much <laughs> less insulting. Suit and tie, though. That was like a big thing. He was pissed that he had to wear that to every game. Right. But he, I'll get him polo shirts that say life alert on the. On the uh, where the crocodile would normally be. <laughs> All right, that works. Yeah. Life just have the little, the little the there too from depress it. Yeah, so I'll fall on. I and yeah. maybe some spots like um, slinging uh, no physical required life insurance. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so Kobe Altman, Ryan. <sighs> um. <laughs> I, you know what he needs that I heard he needs is more draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> but only second rounders. Only second rounders. Yeah. I'm going <sighs> to. A new term to use after culture driver. <laughs> yeah. Like culture wedge or like <laughs> culture irons. That culture was, that, was, that was a golf joke. Yeah. I went with it. I think I'm going to get him a number blocker for the Utah GM so that he stops <laughs> making lopsided deals with them. Nice. I like it. Because, um, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's one thing to take on reclamation projects like Rodney Hood or, or um, you know, Dante yeah. Exum. Yeah. It's, it, but, but are they really going to get better in Cleveland? I mean, with the, with the current structure, like, yeah, doesn't seem like it. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what to get him. I'm going to get him a subscription to the athletic so he can read, you know, Kevin Pelton and, uh, some of these other athletic analytics guys that I feel, Oh, and Ooh, get him the John Hollinger book. What's the John Hollinger book? What's it called? Oh, there isn't one, but I'm saying if John <laughs> Hollinger has a book. Then oh, okay. No, actually what I'm going to get him is a subscription to the Stepian. Uh, because those guys are my favorite draft analysts, and I feel like they do a better job than him. So I'm gonna get a, some, get him a subscription to the Stepian. Maybe like a some Stepian swag, like a whole swag bag from the Stepian. That's what I'm getting him. Yeah. Or asking Santa to bring him. Did Night. did we? Okay, Dan Gilbert and everybody's got to be on their best behavior here. Um, <laughs> is he? What, has anybody seen him yet? Yeah, he did a video for um the Fred uh the Fred night uh right. when they a celebration of uh Fred. Did we uh, cover all the players already, really? Huh? Wow. I can't believe we covered all the players. That's amazing. Um well we didn't get um Dean Wade and who is the other guy they have down in Canton? I don't know. Uh, Tyler Cook, and you also didn't mention Dylan Windler. Oh, okay, Dylan Windler. Oh, I'm going stress, to get him, Mr. Stress Reaction. I'm going to get him some circulation socks. I, I have to go to my go-to answer for Dylan Windler because I'm worried about his bone loss. But 
uh, a case of some type of water. I'm not sure what type, but <laughs> okay. E.g., are you going to get him uh, uh, tickets to see Doctor Doolittle? No, I think uh, yeah, exactly terrible. right. IKEA. No, I'm going to give him IKEA. Uh, no, Dylan Windler probably needs a. Um, what does Dylan Windler need? I probably think Dylan Windler. Dylan Windler probably needs a water pick, so yeah. I'm going to make sure that Santa gets him that to keep his teeth clean. <laughs> so I feel like Dylan Windler needs um, circulation socks just because. I think part of the problem with his stress fractures is that man is always wearing skinny jeans and not just skinny jeans. Like he's a grown man who wears like skinny capris and like that's his pants good. only go to mid calf. And I feel like that's half the problem. Like he's not getting enough circulation down there. So, um, it's a fair point. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm going with because he has the tightest fitting wardrobe I have ever seen in the NBA, which is saying something. Cause a lot of those guys wear some pretty tight clothes. But that guy, like, all his clothes are a size too small. Like, Tommy Wiseau in the room wore sizes, three sizes too big. He wears two sizes too small. So that's... Yeah, that's not good for your circulation. Huh? That can't be good for your circulation. No, it's not good for you. Yeah. yeah. What's in between a stress fracture and a stress reaction? Uh, uh, stress reaction is pre-fracture. It's basically some kind of degradation of the bone... That means that a fracture or some type of break is imminent. Nice. So yeah, so, I feel like we covered the Cavs. Uh, what about us? What about Dan Cavs Gil- fans? Except for Dan Gilbert, we didn't finish. Dan oh, Gilbert. we didn't finish Dan Gilbert. I'm gonna get Dan Gilbert. Peace on earth and goodwill towards men. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I can't. I gotta... Oh Sorry. God. I can't get. You know what? I'm gonna get Dan Gilbert. Another number one draft pick. That's that's a very good gift for him. <laughs> there you go. I, I want to get Dan Gilbert hard the, to land, but I want to get Dan Gilbert the best, shortest, uh, point guard <laughs> to, ever play, to ever play the game. Muggsy Bogues, you're gonna uh, get uh, time machine. Muggsy Bogues is yeah. coming back for Dan Gilbert. Does that yeah. seem right? Yeah. Nice. Love that. And All right, we, I got the perfect gift. We could re- rename Gilbert. the arena Muggsy Bogues Fieldhouse. <laughs> the the Muggsy Bogues. The Bogues House. Okay. What? All right, my gift for Dan Gilbert, preemptive draft rights on LeBron James Jr. <laughs> there you go. Because he wants those problems in his life. <laughs> Can you imagine having yeah. a LeBron, a retired LeBron come back and, and, and sit in the stands and, and yell, like, you got to play my kid more. <laughs> Except you know LeBron's going to stick around to play one year oh, with his man. son if he has any chance in hell of doing so. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, EG, I mean, we, we've gotten a little long in the tooth. We, we definitely covered everything this podcast that, Santa should bring probably a little more mean spirited than we meant right. it, but it's all in good fun and we love the Cavs and we want the best for everybody. So, and, and you know what? Of brand elk lie water. Yeah. And you know what? In all honesty, as, as rough as this team is at times, um, to watch on the court, oh, they are not an embarrassment say, off of it. So I've only seen. I've only really seen like what, like maybe seven games this year, and I watched 
two of the last three that they've won, yeah. and it's been it's been great. It's great energy. Guys are guys are are hustling. They don't always play. They don't always you know play good defense, but I mean defense is usually the last thing to kind of come together, especially when you got so many young guys. So you know, I mean it's good. I mean I, I'd lo- I'd love it if it's great when you can draft guys that are complementary to each other. I'm not sure that these guys are necessarily yet, but it it feels like some version of Kevin Porter Jr. and one of those guys, either Garland or Sexton, will will work together. You know, if you can build around those guys and maybe get rid, send the other guy out for, you know, for other draft considerations and keep building it, then, you know, then maybe in a maybe by twenty twenty two or three they'll have something. No, there you go. But I think that's the way you have to look at it. I mean, you know, I mean, at this point, it's just about not having massive losses. We I mean, don't want to get forty point yeah. blowouts every night. But yeah, and I think know, that was kind of the. Game. The low point of the season for sure was that big forty-three point loss to Philly. Yeah, was was brutal. So and they had a big loss to Milwaukee too. Um, but I think that's one of the big problems with the NBA right now is the teams are so stratified when it comes to talent that I mean I saw a proposal of how to fix the league was a three-tiered relegation system, and I'm like, oh yeah, that'll certainly help ratings. For everybody not in that top tier, I mean, come on. Oh, like like uh, European soccer, almost. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, you're not going to see any billionaires decide, oh, I want to take my team down to the third tier of the NBA. What do we think about the uh, the proposed like uh, mid season tournament where you could win a million dollars? Right? Isn't that like a it's like a lottery ticket? Yeah, I don't. I just don't – here's my take on it. You're devaluing your own championship. Why would you do that? Uh, the The biggest thing that can help the NBA is getting rid of tanking um, and raising the age limit, not lowering it. So, yeah, I, I, I think everything else is, you know, superfluous. So that's my take. Brian, I know you have not weighed in on this topic. So. Yeah, well, a lot of my answers are pretty long, but in general, I agree. I'm still a little hazy on the whole age limit thing because I have a little more faith in the, the practical implications of the G League versus NCAA. I totally understand your point of if we could make the NCAA a real minor league, that would be great. But I don't see that being remotely as possible as the G League becoming somewhat more viable. But Outside of that, yeah, the midseason tournament thing I think is just an awful idea. I think a lot of the tweaking ideas they have are awful ideas. Relegating to a tiered system is an awful idea. It's it's just you got to work on the whole tanking thing, and and just a little bit uh, clean up a little bit of the nonsense of the way that they're trying to portray officiate. It's never going to be perfect, and it's a really tough job. I just think the NBA is doing a crappy job of the band-aids they're trying to put on it right now. Yeah. Well, and I, I think there's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I think there's you know certain things they could do better, but just the way they're handling the challenge, I think, is bad. Last two minute reports is becoming kind of iffy, and it's just uh, yeah. I, I I just think they're handling it poorly, and their whole well, we get everything right almost all the time anyways. That's what our stats yes. say anyway, so shut up thing. 
doesn't really work either. Yeah, and I don't understand how they can't have more control from like, like that whole um, Rockets Spurs debacle of the ball going through the hoop and then like them not counting as a bucket because of the way it bounced out with because it was super weird. Um, right. Like, how is the how is the um, league office like? They have a replay center. How are they not like buzzing in and saying? Fix this. This is screwed up. You can't have this. Like, there's no control. It doesn't seem like they have control or accountability going on. I think that's a big issue. But I also, the other issue is the flopping is, like we talked about before, ridiculous. And I love Hollinger's idea of just one two-point free throw for a three-pointer foul. See, I I get some uh, issues with that as well, but... Anything they can do to try and clean up flopping, I think, yeah. is worth trying. And so, yeah, that, I think, is just such a huge issue. It's, I mean, it's even, again, where I think they should maybe adopt the international thing of just occasionally calling a technical. Oh, absolutely. Flopping. I agree. And I feel I, like the NBA, again, the replay center should have the ability to do that. Like, just, right. oh, yeah, that was a, that was a blatant flop. We're radioing in a technical on that. And yeah, the power they've given the replay center to fix threes and stuff now is but great. Things... Why can't they do that? Right. And well, why can't they do that with goaltending? Or why can't they do that with when the damn ball went in the damn hoop? But yeah, they just exactly. didn't notice. Yeah, so exactly. the fact that they have certain things that are definitive, and I understand saying, oh, I don't want to go back two minutes later and change a blocking to a charge foul or vice versa. Totally understand that. But when it's really cut and dry, this is just something there's no debate about. We just missed it. And they can do it with some things. It makes it really iffy when they can't do it with others. Yeah. Well, and especially it's like how many they have a replay center. How many games are they watching at once? Because they all seem way behind. Like, yeah. Like, are they just watching too many games at once? Or do they have officials in the replay booth? you know, tracking a game because it doesn't seem like it's that hard to get some of these things right. I don't know. Anyway. It's the goaltending that we missed in a recent game, and it was because there wasn't a possible way to stop the play and review it afterwards, so it was unreviewable, and it led to a foul, which led to two free throws for the other team. So it was a four-point swing. Honestly, I I don't don't have as big of a problem with that because that's an in-the-moment thing. But the other thing is, is they're not any faster about it either. And that's the other issue is there's so many stoppages that it's killing the flow of the game. And I don't know how you reconcile the two. So I do feel like there need to be fewer timeouts at the end of games. Like these, it's ridiculous how many times. Well, they took some away, didn't they? They did. And it still feels like the end of some of these games are endless. I don't know. So I got a change of subject. So the, the Kevin Love twin, uh, Instagram. This one hurt. JC really became a close friend of mine. The minute he got to Cleveland, the brotherhood is so much bigger than the game we play. Could have shared the court. Wish we could have shared the court for longer. Longer, but I know you'll put in work in this next chapter. Wine on me next time we connect. So that's from Kevin Love. So. That's nice. Yeah, I guess I never realized they were that close. Yeah. Well, this team does seem close. I mean, they seem friendly. That's the one thing I like about this team is they don't. I feel like there's tension with Sexton and some of the guys, but li- literally, I don't feel like there's any other tension on the team. Like, 
they seem to get along. And I feel like they're trying with Section. They're just frustrated with the way he plays. Um, but At least how they got to attitudes. get minutes. Yeah, good attitudes on the guys. So that's nice to see. EG, anything to pitch or anything you want to talk about? Well, you didn't get to talk about. What do you think of the midseason tournament? Mm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> although although I, I get it. It's the NBA, and the NBA is all about spectacle, and that would certainly be a spectacle. I mean, people would tune in for that. Right. I mean, more so than than a than an all star game that's become a track meet that yeah. no one really cares about. Like if you if you said, OK, but instead of that, we're going to have this midseason tournament where all the teams show up and it's like summer league. And, you know, and it's, you know, but it, it all all it takes is, you know, one guy to get injured where guys really are playing for the million dollars. And, you know, that'll end that real quick. But, um, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it's. It's not the worst idea they've had, you know, but it's it's not it's not really something that I think is necessary. Yeah, I also, f- I mean, one of my biggest beefs on it is like, like how bad are you at marketing when you're just basically cribbing ideals from B- Bill Simmons? Like, like is whose job is it to think of things in the NBA and why aren't you doing it? Because clearly you're missing the boat if you're just stealing Bill Simmons' column. Collins, right, you know, maybe they could do a midseason tournament in China. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ryan, you make me laugh. So we got another two or three hours to riff no, on that. Yeah. No. no, if no, you're gonna do, but if you're gonna do a midseason tournament, I would do like do throw, mix it up, make it like the three on three, like they do with the big three. <laughs> I actually don't. Entirely hate that idea as absurd as it is. I don't hate that idea as much as just a arbitrary tournament. Yeah, it's actually something. I mean, make it's it not just make like it, make oh, it we're each team. Each team, you more. pick your best three players, and you play. And each team plays for charity or something like that. You know what actually would be fun is like do the NBA All Star Game, but. How many All-Stars do they pick? Uh, 12? 12, 13. 12, I think, each. So how about this? How about you pick four All-Star teams, you get four captains, everybody gets to draft seven or eight guys, and then you have a tournament? Of like three-on-three games? Or, Or just a real shortened, you know, five-minute quarters, or play to 50. You know, something like that where it's a shortened game and you play like or hold the court. How long can you hold the court? I think that'd be fun. Like make it a pickup game or something like that or a two, a, you know, an, you know, four or five minute quarters and you just you play three games, winner, winner, you know, the champion. I think that'd be a fun. I would rather watch an all-star version of that than, you know, a mid-season the current, tournament. The current travesty. Yeah. I mean, what about if just they went back to the old all-star East versus West, but it was like baseball where it actually mattered, uh, you know, or yeah, where that, it mattered. That's never going to happen. I, and I hated that for baseball. It's. I understand how it's kind of arbitrary, but at least it gives some motivation to care. Granted, for yeah. a very small amount oh, of people. Oh, and I will say, I loathe the reseeding of the final four in the playoffs. Like I hate these 
playoffs where they're flying all back and forth across the country all the time. And also, hey, guess what? The East is looking better top to bottom than the West right now. So maybe it's just cyclical and you should live with it. Also, because... Huh? That I agree with. Also, the other part of it is I do not want to watch playoff games of, of West Coast teams versus East Coast teams that are at all these goofy times. I, I, I get it in the finals, but the other part of it is like 70% of the people in this country live east of the Mississippi. Let's focus on that, including me. <laughs> so, yeah. And you is important. Yeah. No, I, I mean, he is important. I mean, yeah. It's, I don't think reseeding the playoffs solves anything. But it's I also, mean, it's I, also a rivalry thing. I mean, outside yeah, of absolutely. the, outside of the, the Lakers Celtics, because they're, they're the teams that have won the most, and there's a rivalry between the the fan bases there. Most of the rivalries are are within within conferences, more so in the NBA than than really any anywhere else. Because yeah. it, whereas as opposed to in the other sports where you've got you know like AFC NFC, there are there are teams and yeah. you know all across the country. Same thing with you know with well, um, I don't know about you, but I cannot wait to watch a Houston Milwaukee semifinals. I mean, is that how would that make any sense? Is what I'm saying. It wouldn't. No, yeah, I'm exactly. saying I'm, I'm saying like I, it's it's more interesting to see you know Cleveland Detroit or you know or Boston Philly or you know like like it's just it's just more interesting. You have those those dynamics, and then yeah. out west, you know, it's you know Lakers Clippers or um, you know uh, Spurs Rockets or yeah. you know whatever. Like it just feels like you've got more. You just it's just because you're playing those teams more often, anyways. It, right. it just seems like you're to 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 unweight it at the end feels wrong. Yeah, the right. issue the is not that the... to fix it the entire season, and then that's just ridiculous to just completely destroy the value of conferences and everyone plays everyone somewhat equally, and yeah. that just completely screws the entire season. Well, and the yeah. issue is not that the best teams are playing; it's the lack of competitiveness in the games because there is no rivalry. There is no like emotional stakes. That is the problem. And making teams that, you know, lowering the things that do cause rivalry and conflict and that kind of thing is not the road to a more compelling product. No. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we've beaten that horse into the ground. E.G., anything to pitch? <laughs> yeah, uh, this last night was the the series finale of uh, Mr. Robot, and if you if you uh, missed it or if you care, but uh, really really cool show. I heard it was um, very. It was a weird episode of Mr. Rob- Robot, even for Mr. Robot, and it was. I, we, did you love it? Were Were you? I I, I loved it. I thought I thought it was a great. Way to end. I mean, you know, it, ending it episodes changed, are hard. It changed the whole way I looked you, you, that I looked at the series to begin with. So in a good way. Yeah. Well, in I mean, me it was, in a thought-provoking way, at least. Yeah. So, in cool. a satisfying way. Oh, I'm um, gonna check that out now. Yeah. For sure. That was cool. I thought the Watchmen ended really well. Oh, I heard Watchmen was really good, and yeah. I heard a lot of people were surprised how good Watchmen was. I was. I was surprised at how good it was. 
because I was not expecting anything. Yeah, I hate Damon Lindelof mainly because he ruined Lost and Prometheus were two of my biggest disappointments ever. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And um I've heard it's really good. Um yeah. I watched Yeah, very good. I watched last season The Man in the High Castle. Kind of disappointed in it, but also Yeah, I I really got lost the thought lost the thread on that one. But I also felt like they had to wrap it up and they needed two seasons, but they didn't get them. So I felt right. like given the constraints of the budget and the way they were running the show on um, Prime, it was it was a noble attempt and there were some good elements to it but and bad elements. I, I thought Rufus Sewell was fantastic. So Yeah. Oh, one second. A Malta. <laughs> no, we're we're still recording. So, um so last episode of Mr. Robot Ryan, anything to pitch? Uh yeah, I keep I have been way under media exposed lately, so I keep not having anything. Next time I swear I will. So I'm just gonna go back to my non existent product of Kevin Love brand, high alkali high water. Oh, come on. Give us something you you, you have nothing to pitch. Have you, have you seen any movies? Any good, any good uh, records or records? Listen to me. What am I? What am I? A hundred? Uh, okay, boomer. Yeah, I would say the same. I'm not so not a boomer. I know. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. My, that is the running joke in my house all the time. Like, did you see I the new? Did you see up. the new Star Wars movie? No, I actually have not. I'm actually behind on that whole thing there. Uh, that's for uh, separate reasons. But no, I'll just have kind of a weird, somewhat retro pitch. But I uh. I have a tendency of, I like to, con, uh, when I'm watching something for the first time, like I pay a lot of attention to it, but otherwise the way my brain works, I like to, while I'm doing things like, you know, like reading or like playing a video game or something, I like to watch stuff that I've seen before that I can like see in my head without looking at it. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Okay. And so I have this ridiculous tendency for some reason, I still never even been able to figure it out to rewatch over and over again the uh entire series of the shield wow going going how 10 12 years back now yeah i have no idea even why i really enjoy watching it's not like chicklets is inherently watchable yeah he is that except as the thing he is the (laughs) anti-conventional thing he was god-awful but for some reason, the story of that show is really entertaining to, like, replay in my head as I'm doing other stuff. Interesting. So I, I swear I've probably watched the entire seven seasons of that at least a dozen times. So, yeah, there's no problem with going old school. I mean, last week I pitched uh, Thin Lizzy Live and Dangerous, which is an album from 78. So um, the, absolutely no no problem with going old school. I... Um, I don't know what to pitch. Like, I guess, um, did you see Eddie Murphy on, uh, that's what I was going to pitch. Yeah. There you go. If you have not seen, no, that's actually, that was what I was thinking of before the show. Yeah. If you have not seen Eddie Murphy on SNL this last weekend, it is the funniest episode of SNL Classic. in like the, I, yeah. In like the last five years. Possibly, well, I mean, because he's back to he's back to being Eddie again. Yeah, he's back to being Eddie Murphy again. Um, By and, that, do you mean 
playing 17 different people or yeah. no, or, no, well, no, 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 like Eddie, like Eddie, people. the way that he was back in, in the early eighties. Yeah. And he's okay. funny. I mean, the joke he had about, he has Bill Cosby? 10, 10 kids now and Bill Cosby's in jail. And if you'd have told me in 1982 that I'd be America's dad and Bill Cosby would be in jail, I would have told you that you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got, and he already got like Bill Cosby's lawyer came after him today. Yeah, for, which is the best because it's like awesome. Yeah, no, I mean he was so funny. I the buckwheat one I didn't love, but there were so many no, great but sketches. Like the, oh, the, Gumby uh, was fantastic. Gumby, Mister Mister Robinson's neighborhood. Oh, Mister Robinson's neighborhood. I Velvet Jones. So yeah. yeah, yeah, he was great. I mean, but just that even the opening monologue was fantastic. I oh thought. yeah, with with all of uh, with him and Chris Rock and Tracy Morgan and um, Keenan Thompson yeah. and uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, it was it was really really good. Uh, the cold open was really good, uh, and he wasn't even in it. It just had yeah. every single cameo. I mean. Uh, from the Democratic debate, yeah, it was it was oh, yeah. really really good, and the news segment even without him was funny. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Pete Davidson going to rehab was <laughs> it was really funny. So yeah, if you haven't seen, uh, if you don't have Hulu, and you can't, I do. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, you got to check out the new one. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really good. So uh, that's all I got to pitch this week, and uh, I want to wish you guys. And everybody with Cavs, uh, all of our readers and listeners, uh, just have an awesome Christmas. Um, you know, Absolutely. I know, I know this time of year is really hard for some people. And I, a lot of people are on my mind this year of that have struggled throughout the year. And, uh, you know, we still, I've been thinking a lot about Corey Huey still and, uh, just, uh, want everybody, if you're struggling, you know, reach out for help. Um, you can always drop me an email. Uh, there, there's all sorts of hotlines out there. Um, just, you know, enjoy your time with your family, uh, take care of yourself. And, uh, if you're struggling, reach out for help because there's help out there and, and just have a Merry Christmas and have an awesome 2020. Uh, that's my wish for all you guys. That's what I really want Santa to bring every year, everyone. So, well, that's a great wish and I'll second that. So. Yeah, I will definitely throw that. If you can't remember anything else, there's always even 1-800-SUICIDE. And, yeah, I had a friend several years ago that it was Christmas morning that his family found him. It's just there's always somebody out there that cares that you're, you might yeah. be forgetting about. And it's so easy to reach out. And even if you don't think people care, yeah. just, you know, you can reach out to one of us because we all care more than you think. Yeah, we care about you guys. I mean, that's, that's the big lesson. So, and it, even if it sounds corny, it's absolutely yeah. true. And everybody's proven that since I was a commenter until the moment I started adding more. I mean, you guys have been great and all the commenters have been so great. And, and yeah. it's, it's so simple to just find somebody that helps make your life just a little bit happier. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and, and as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. And Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a